Welcome to Eye of a Theory, the podcast where we explore intersections between physics, metaphysics, religion, society, consciousness, and being. I'm your host, Joe Blakely. On today's episode, we're going to start climbing the proverbial mountain. And I'd like to point out some of the beautiful sights along the way and the dangerous pitfalls as well to make your journey a safe one. This will probably end up being um, a two or three part episode because there is a lot of ground to cover. It is a big mountain. So I have a theory that all creation is based on the energy flow of beingness to non-beingness and back. We are here to live and to be. But it is the flow from the on and the off, the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega, the two poles of the magnet, the one and the zero, the yin and the yang. It is this flow from one state to another that is, in essence, all of creation, to be or not to be. And that is a question that should be answered with an emphatic yes to both. Leonardo da Vinci once wrote that of all things to be found in this world, the being of nothingness is the greatest. The annihilation of the self is an intrinsic part of the spiritual journey. And on a separate episode, I might discuss my own personal experiences, but everything that I'm telling you here, I have experienced myself and I'm able to provide you with this understanding and these insights because I did complete the journey and I returned to tell the tale and I'm still learning. There is a horrible paradox for both of us really that comes out of talking about reaching the spiritual summit because in order to get close to God and to remain there and to have success climbing this mountain, you have to check your ego. You have to annihilate it completely ultimately. But in talking about the experience after and having the knowledge of this makes one sound at least um, as an egomaniac and uh, at worst completely insane, at least today. Anyway, all of this is a journey and that very few take and very few have ever taken. And that aloneness alone has its own pitfalls and troubles and probably has been the hardest for me. The paradox is that humility is the key to climbing the mountain, but in discussing it, one sounds vain. There is nothing I can do about that. Um, It's up to you whether or not you hear the truth in my words and the way I show you and the scripture all over the place and, and very, very smart people who have found this and expressed this in different ways. And and I hope it speaks to your soul. So here we are at the bottom of a mountain. And frankly, we can't see very much. What we know here is that we are a diverse bunch with a lot of different ideas and points of view. What we know is the earth we were given is spectacularly beautiful and filled with incredible pleasures for our senses. We know that we also treat one another terribly. We oppress or are oppressed, and there is tremendous suffering. And the earth can be as unstable as we are and cause just as much death and destruction. It's a mixed bag here, and nothing seems to feel whole. It's all broken apart and vast, and 
yet still there seems to be something that holds us captive that we love. We want to live and we want to live here, but a better here. So we go on a journey to find it or at least try and learn how to make it. The initial part of the journey, if one is on it, often begins with a love for the world, for God so loved the world. It manifests like a milestone, like walking or talking uh, in souls that are possibly candidates for climbing mountains. It helps develop compassion and courage that you will need on your journey. For those that decline to love the world and don't take on that spirit of love, it perverts. And pervert means to turn to ill, a lost turn or a loser. It becomes narcissism. The energy turns on itself and prevented from even attempted, and it, it's prevented from even attempting to climb. The result in the person is fear, paranoia, vanity, greed, bigotry, hatred, jealousy. These are some of the fruits of not growing into this first milestone of spiritual development, of loving the world. The irony here is that many of the people who think themselves at the top of the mountain, at the pinnacle in this world, are at the very bottom and will remain there of the true mountain. And as long as they maintain their ways and choose not to love the world, there's, they will never take the journey. And for those who did develop this, who uh, did develop this feeling of love, and compassion and care, they often find themselves up uh, this journey up this proverbial mountain. This mountain is found in all religions and many cultures as a symbol of this climb and since the earliest of times um, expressed also the differing perceptions at each height. Mount Olympus from the Greeks, Mount Zion from the Jews, and I'm speaking at the spiritual mountain, Mount Meru of the Hindus, Buddhists, and Jains, the Axis Mundi, and the World Mountain, among many, many, many other holy mountains. Both ones that exist within, like sort of mythological spiritual mountains, as well as actual mountains that are actually um, considered holy. And then its false perverted form appears in the Bible as the Tower of Babel. And I speak about that in the episode, Electrons, Holograms, and the Tower of Babel. So if you want to sort of get an idea of how that appears as this negative version. Um, but we're going to talk about the positive version as much as possible here and just sort of help you find your way um, Find your way up the mountain and not fall into any traps. It's, it's difficult. It's difficult. So this flow from on and off, beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega, the two poles on the magnet, the one and the zero, the yin and the yang, is the magnetic flow of the universe, from visible to invisible, before and after, there and back again. This is the driving energy pattern of the universe, being and non-being. It's the merging with the wholeness of creation. And it's only when one has done that, become nothing, that one is one with the all. And this is what D Jesus taught, death and resurrection, the way. But it wasn't only with Jesus that this is found. 
And the method to make that movement from one place to the other, to be in the flow, is compassion, selflessness, humility, love, and this feeling of oneness that develops so that your body is the same as their body. It's one body. This is the meaning of the Eucharist body of Christ. The humility is relativity and it's going to be the key to having sufficient fuel that takes your vehicle or chariot to God, to the beginning of time, to before the beginning of time, to before being, to a priori being, when all there was was this immaculate conception, this vision, this uh, conception of the creation of the body of Christ, which is us, all of us conceived as one body, whole and holy. So the idea ultimately is to go back to when we, uh, when we, all we were was an idea, a concept, a vision that is not yet made manifest. Um, this vision becoming clear and condensed into the word and the word is an action, a motion, a will, a desire and time to be. It's very thought, a command that creates. It includes the knowledge of a kingdom to come, the desired promised land, unspoken but contained within its words, the sacred wish of the soul of God, a universe made and connected by love. And so humility is required because you can't have mass to travel in space and time. You need to become massless. You need to become nothing. And this is why the teaching of humility is so important in all religions. It is fana in Sufism, mu in Zen Buddhism. It is the death of Jesus in body and spirit. And in spirit, you hear him say his last words, why have you forsaken me? These teachings are the true gold and beware of prosperity preachers and those who would blind you or feed your ego and your vanities it will tether you. And this is really one of the first pitfalls that you will find as you open yourself up to experiencing this connection with one another. And the more you connect and the more you feel just this love for one another and, and this, this optimism, this hope, this, all of it, uh, and you know you're, you're bringing good things forth, you know, one of the first pitfalls you'll find is you'll have a, a remarkable spiritual experience. And in that moment, what you will get most often is a glimpse of this bliss of this You'll, you'll begin to experience a little bit of magic in, in the world and you'll, you'll feel it. And then you'll make the mistake, or many do, and they will begin to think that they have actually, that all it takes is this, that it's basically done. It's all, it's all done and they're good and the world is good and everything's perfect and um, they've seen it now. And what they've, really only seen was a vision of the world to come. They haven't actually truly connected with the one. And the reason why you know this and why you can see this in, uh, in the person is that the world is suffering tremendously. And 
one of the things that you will feel when you are truly connected with the one as one body is that there's suffering there's there's a, a great deal of pain and you will feel that pain and and it creates a different kind of action a different kind of feeling in 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 the spirit and i sure this is why you know many many times jesus says you know blessed are the poor in spirit and etc and to pick up one's cross it is it is not a journey that is an easy journey and for those who think that it is simple and easy um, and all you have to do is think a certain way or think positively you're very much mistaken. These prosperity preachers, these the people who think that all you need are good vibes, and we are just energy, so it is part of it, you know, but you also have to open your eyes and you have to see that and your hearts to the pain and the suffering and try and find solutions for others and not just, you know, walk away and be a fair weather friend, you know, when things are good. It's not, there are, um, there are powers in this world that have blinded all of us and made us think that if we don't succeed or if something doesn't happen for us, if we don't reach this top of this faux gold mountain, this fake, this mountain of money and, and jewels, but it, it, it isn't, um, it isn't a holy mountain and it's it's really the golden calf and it's a trap it's a real trap it it what it does is it feeds your ego and vanities and as i mentioned in order to become nothing in order to achieve that um, you can't have this big ego and this is why also jesus said to that it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to inherit the kingdom of god or the kingdom of heaven. I don't recall what specifics. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't pull that quote. I pulled a whole bunch of other ones, but not that one. And I do actually. I will put a lot of information on my website that all supports this. And for all the episodes, I do have on my website a lot of, well, a lot of supporting documents, if not all the supporting documents, where possible. Obviously, these are a lot of these are my own theories too, and my own approaches and my own understanding through the study of my own experiences and and that's really all the best we can do you know is to look at our own experiences and try and do our best and be our most loving and be our most compassionate at all times i get that it's really hard it is really hard and we can be afraid i know that for me for a long time i didn't even talk about this stuff for a number of reasons um partly economic partly you know, I didn't have a way to talk about all of these things, but, um, and, and share it that wasn't in a soundbite that I could have people, you know, so I could break it down a little bit over time because people tend to be really, you know, at the bottom of the mountain when you're climbing up the mountain, you know, people don't really like to hear much about that, even when you've really got something to share. But one of the things is when you, when you do have that, your first spiritual experience when there's something 
marvelous, something awesome that you have experienced and you start to see this connectivity in the world, don't rush to claim your crown. Don't rush to rest on your laurels and, and, you know, you know, say what a good girl or boy am I, you know, you still have a lot of work to do. What you, where you've arrived is base camp. And at base camp, you kind of get a vision. You kind of get, say, this is, this is, this is where we're headed. All right. Exciting. And it gets you excited. It's supposed to instill in you a little bit of zeal for the, for, for, and purpose and, and something to strive towards. It's supposed to give you a vision of what we can be all together. And if you start rising above everybody and thinking that you're better, you've already just prevented yourself from climbing at that point because you will have lost the energy to propel you forward. So always, always stay humble, stay, stay, stay humble um, and keep learning and, and don't presume that you've figured it out because I'm still learning, as I said, and this is why I call the episode, I have a theory because um, I feel like I'm constantly seeing something a new way. And it doesn't mean to say that my old ideas were entirely wrong, but there's a new layer that that is on it now and it and I see it more completely and which gives me maybe more compassion and a little bit more patience and so on. That said, I don't have that much patience because I really do think that there is a tremendous amount of suffering and as I said if you're connected with all of this you feel it and it really does affect you emotionally and and it's a derailing it's a derailing all of it all of this trouble is a derailing from what we could have been and should have been by now and it's got to end we need to progress there's so much that we can do and achieve and and I really hope that we get you all to join the journey upwards to this peak where at this ironically at this very tiny little peak where we are it's like angels dancing on the head of a pin you know where this we're the smallest and we're the most together and and we start respecting one another so um this is actually starting to get a little bit long i wanted to give um just a couple of quotes and and give you some idea of you know, where you can find some of these ideas in scripture and, and in different religions and so on. And I'll definitely put some more on my uh, website. But for example, one of the early places you see this uh, idea written about is in the Old Testament where it says Enoch walked with God and was not for God took him. That is like the moo in in Buddhism, which means was not, which is, it, it's like the is not, and and it's, it's a negative. So it's taking something that is, and un, it's like an undoing uh, in a way. And this is the same as the annihilation of the self that is talked about in Sufism, which is called Fana. 
and there's different stages of that as well for some and interestingly um when i when i had all of these ex more than these experiences <laughs> i've experienced more than this um but there's a book called the varieties of religious experiences by william james and i'll also put a link to that as well my website, by the way, is IHaveAtheoryPodcast.com, so, and you can find everything there. So a friend of mine, after I had had all of these experiences and I was talking about them with her, she had said to me, have you read the varieties of religious experiences? And I hadn't at that point, but when I did, I had basically seen maybe not all at that time, but most of them, like almost all of the experiences written in that book as described, like the different types of qualities in each of them. And he had them separated in many ways as different, as, as each one being very separate. And I didn't find it to be that way for myself. In many ways, I found it to be more like an evolution. Each step of each of those experiences from what he, I can't remember, I think he called happy soul or somebody that was sort of like that bliss feeling, that feeling of oneness. So that's a very happy feeling. And then he describes this feeling of the sick soul, what he calls the sick soul. And that is somebody who feels the pain of the world very deeply. And from that pain, often it can be debilitating for some. And then he also describes this feeling of sort of a reconciliation. I think he called it, um, his version of it was called, I think, twice born. And that's essentially, um, this experience of dying and being reborn. So it'd be the same, I'm thinking, as being born again. I think that's what he was talking about there. And with along that, it, there can also be um, a conversion process and so on. And for some, like same, just like this with Fana, it can be a very slow, a much slower process for some people. For myself, it was not. I had a much more mystical, uh, intense experience and things changed very quickly. I went from one stage to another very, very quickly. Um, but I still felt all those stages. They were all part of this experience. And so I think I'm going to leave it here. We basically got to base camp from the bottom of the mountain. I've sort of hinted a little bit as we do discover when we're at the bottom of the mountain, what is up at the top and some of the things that you will find as we head up there. And I think on an episode coming, um, I'll probably talk about my own experiences at the top there a little bit too. And when I say that, I say, I suppose they say it with a little bit of irony. It's like there isn't really a top or bottom. Just this is just a, a symbol really of this climb, this difficult climb and, and some of the difficulties that you find along the way. The number one thing at base camp 
the number one danger is that it feeds your ego and your vanity and um, and you prematurely start to teach I've experienced all of this many many years ago and I've avoided doing teaching and things like that even though not only was I given permission um, spiritually like you know like in fact like you can't really get away with it like I even doing this podcast like definitely feeling pushed to do this podcast you will you will know when it's time for you to teach and and share your knowledge in the meantime it's much much better that you learn and stay humble and even where I'm at now and the things that I know and the things that I know I have to um, I have to share with everyone even now like I said I'm uh, I could be wrong <laughs> I'm still gonna say I could be wrong um, I don't think I am I think that I've it all seems to make a lot of sense. Um, I hope it makes sense to you, at least over time and over the episodes that I help to explain a little bit of it. It isn't, um, you know, consciousness and who we are and, and all of this is, we're all connected. Everything is connected. It is all this one flow of energy and in, uh, establishing that with real conviction in your body in your soul in your spirit and acting on that and 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 working towards this better world this world to come it will help you it will help you enormously in um and giving you what you need in order to make the rest of the journey so next episode, I think we'll make it to the peak. But if you think that might be the end of the journey, that would also be wrong as we have to make our way back down. And for me, that was far more treacherous. Until then, enjoy the view here at Basecamp. Get excited about what we can be. And even now in this life with a bit of effort, we can make something amazing happen. Here at Base Camp, it's good to take a look at some of the treasure maps left for us from various scriptures around the world with fresh eyes and no pre preconceived ideas, just a pure heart seeking understanding and truth. At Base Camp, you have a choice. You can fall asleep from the magic like in a fairy ring and lose your way, possibly forever, never really developing a deep connection with the real oneness and never attaining the vision that you saw, only a falling asleep to a dream of it. But there is real magic and awe too, and for me it felt like everything in the whole world was alive and speaking to me. I spent the time at base camp doing a ton of reading and learning to trust the guides that pointed me to the next thing I needed, or confirmed for me what I had already intuited or came to believe. And then they brought me even deeper, more comprehensive understanding. Until then, I'd like to leave you with a couple of quotes that make me think of that time and the magic and holiness of creation that you get a glimpse of here at Base Camp. And the first is from William Blake. 
Every cell in our body enfolds the entire cosmos. So does every leaf, raindrop, and dust moat. To see the world grain of sand and heaven in a wild flower, hold infinity in the palm of your hand and eternity in an hour. And there's this Hasidic saying, which says, when you walk across the fields with your mind pure and holy, then from all the stones and from all growing things and from all animals, the sparks of their soul come out and cling to you and then they are purified and become a holy fire in you. And there's a Chinook Psalter that within it, it says, May all things move and be moved in me, and know and be known in me. May all creation dance for joy within me. And then just to reiterate that this is not a place that we stay at, this Zen quote is very accurate. Before a person studies Zen, mountains are mountains and waters are waters. After a first glimpse into the truth of Zen, Mountains are no longer mountains, and waters are not waters. After enlightenment, mountains are once again mountains, and waters once again waters. More information related to each episode can be found at IHaveATheoryPodcast.com. Thanks again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, it'd be a huge favor to me if you left a five-star review on iTunes. Kind comments are even better. And you can always support the creation of the podcast by purchasing anything from Coherent There. Coherent There makes made-to-order, high-fashion, slow-fashion. The most gorgeous and stylish rash guards, yoga wear, and more, inspired by Haute Couture. I'm the designer behind the brand, and you may not know... But I studied haute couture in Paris and spent many years working for others as a designer before starting my own line this last year. We're getting amazing reviews, and I'd love for you to try it out. Use code THEORY10 to get 10% off your first order, and subscribe to the fly list there for more exclusive offers. It's coherentthere.com, C-O-H-E-R-E-A-N-D-T-H-E-R-E.com. Until next time, bye.